This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Good morning, good morning, Professor Ward Scott here in the manly Warthog Man Cave in the piney woods of North Central Florida, God's country, in the Milner Law Studio, the only official law firm partner of the University of Florida Gators, who happen to be the number one ranked by Wall Street Journal public college in the nation. I think they're about 10th overall, which ain't bad. And the way they figured it is also good. We'll get into that at some point. And, of course, we're protected 24-7, 365 by crime prevention and sponsored by R&R Construction and, of course, Style Cuts and Adula Lacasio Allstate Insurance, Shoot GTR, Poser MD. Uh, shall I go on and on and on? And many of you contribute from time to time to help us do our research and try to hunt down the bad guys, which we do actually once in a while. So, i got an interesting kind of approach to today's. Anyway, it's interesting to me. Therefore, it's got to be interesting to you. You know, if your teacher, your professor, yours truly here, is not interested in learning, it's very probable you won't be either. You always want to be around a professor who is enthusiastic about learning from that which he's sharing with you, his students. Have you got the picture? By the way, I'm having a cup of coffee here. You need to think about getting Caliber Coffee. Very simple, faith, family, firearms, and coffee. CaliberCoffeeCompany.com, free shipping for orders over 50 bucks. Well, I got to thinking about something. The escaped murderer. Okay? The escaped murderer. I'm assuming you're up on this. This is a five-foot-tall dude who scaled the walls of the jug in Pennsylvania. Lions and tigers don't even do this. And got out of the jug and went on the lamp. And he's still on the lamb, just as far as I know, as we went on the air. He'd been on the lamb quite a while. With an army of manly men and women trying to find him. That alone is pretty interesting. He went into the deep, dark recesses of the woods and somehow, some way, they couldn't catch him in there. 
Now, the woods have always been attractive. We spoke yesterday about the Ocala National Forest, which the Marion County Sheriff patrols. And we talked about Leo Boatman, who murdered two naive college students, a boy and a girl, male and female, camping out in the Ocala National Wood Forest. Not all that advisable to do. So this character has been hiding successfully, but now they think he's gotten out of the woods successfully, past them, past the bloodhounds, showed up on somebody's doorbell camera. Turns out it was a quote-unquote sympathetic worker. Showed up also stealing a twenty-two from some guy's house who he broke into. The guy shot at him several times and missed him. I don't even do that. It is the sympathetic co-worker. That is the key to this story I'm about to share with you. And that I invite you to think about. Good morning, Jim Murphy. Ray Stern. Matt Cannon, all y'all. Track with me, you, if you will, this possible narrative. The sympathetic co-worker who so far won't cooperate unless I'm wrong. I think I heard it right. Is an illegal immigrant. An illegal immigrant. Now, That set my brain to working. We don't have a clue what is in this country. We don't have a clue where they are. We don't have a clue how many. We don't have a clue what their purpose is. Oh, we assume some things. Why? I don't know. We have no border integrity. On our list of things that Ted Yoho, who be with us tomorrow, would like to have addressed is immigration. It is... Strange. That the Biden administration, we just had a judge and argue with the Texas governor about the buoys in the Rio Grande. And side with the Mexicans. Until a appeals court said no.
It's possible, is it not? That this murderer, extremely dangerous person, can be spirited along by, if you will, an underground network of people embedded in this country as far north as Pennsylvania, New York. Now, this is the law-abiding side of the story or the illegal law, depending upon how you look at it. If you expect the law-abiding people to catch the unlawful people, but you don't know anything about the unlawful people, clearly there seems to be a disadvantage for the lawful people who assume we all play by the same rules. New York City. Let's go over to education for a moment. I I, I suppose you, well, you probably wouldn't know unless you were a teacher or you talked to the teachers. In Alachua County, for example, if a student shows up from An immigrant come across the water, comes to Alachua County, comes in and right now, middle of school year. You've got to stop and assimilate that person into your student body. Plus, you've got to find somebody who can talk to that person in that person's language. There are two huge needs right now. Teachers and cops. They're quitting. They can't take it. Teachers and cops and school bus drivers. In New York City, I just ran across this in my research. Public schools. And we know we've got these people on the streets. We know that the Infrastructure of the city is breaking down. But you know, did you know that these public schools are now facing a wave of new students who come in willy nilly? And you have to accommodate them. Right now, According to the research I pulled off today, 19,000 immigrant students are trying to get into the city's public schools. And one of the things that's happening, because I got a big article here on COVID, is in order to facilitate this accommodation, The system, the New York school, public school system, 
is exempting them. Are you ready for this? From vaccine requirements. All of a sudden, the gates get crashed with 19,000 students. You ain't got the, the, the ability to vaccinate them. There have been millions of immigrants coming to this country from Central America. The escape killer is being shielded right now by some of them. That seems to be the situation. The New York City public school system, never mind the streets, is about to crash because of them. The mayor of New York in particular has asked the administration, Joe Biden, to grant work visas to allow the immigrants to work legally in the United States. There's no order. The public school system in New York does not have the educational infrastructure to cope with this sudden increase of students. All of you heard all this stuff about, well, we just limit classroom size. We'd have a better pupil-teacher ratio. And the ideal number they kicked around, I've heard, is 22 at max. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck on addressing reading levels, math levels, reading scores, math scores. When you double the number of students from 22 and you don't double the teacher. What's the cost of this? Six hundred in just New York, six hundred eighty four million. Each student coming in there across the border is costing the system about thirty eight thousand per student. How do you justify that? Sleepy Joe. I don't understand it. The city government is not only operating without a plan, it's been forced to operate without a plan. The gendarmes chasing the killer have found their plan didn't work. And it's a darn good experienced group. But they've never run up against, maybe, I'm just speculating here, speculating, a 
underground network of sympathetic immigrants. Now, you don't have to look far to see other facets of this madness. The Milwaukee Police Department, for example, Wisconsin, big Democrat state, will no longer, are you ready for this? List a crime victim's race or gender in public release after previous instances of, guess what? Misgendering transgender crime victims. And this is being done to preserve the dignity and privacy. Are you ready for this? Of all victims. Now, they made this announcement last Wednesday after being pressured from the LGBTQ WXYZ community. Milwaukee has been led by Democratic mayors since 1960. Since 1960. The Milwaukee Police Department evidently misgendered Are you ready for this? Three black transgender women who were killed in the city and that somehow they let this squeak out to the Milwaukee Journal setting. Hello, goodbye. They caught it for that. The premise here is that the public doesn't have to know, doesn't have to, doesn't have a right to know. If minorities, for example, and this, of course, people of color, are involved with crime. That is perpetuating the crime under that approach. Somehow, some way, and we've lost our minds. We've lost our minds. California, California. I know. In fewer than twelve years, a little over a decade, California has passed more than 20 education mandates. And what they have been doing with these education mandates is trying to embed radical gender theory and critical race theory in the state's education practices. Here the cops can't report it, and here the teachers have to teach it. combined with an influx of immigrants, illegal. 
This is all done to combat, are you ready? Homophobia. Homophobia. Big national problem, right? Transphobia. Racial inequity, right? Racial inequity. And in place, there must be restorative justice. You know, I like words, but I don't understand those words. Restorative justice. This is all being done with a so-called ethnic studies model curriculum. Now, I'm trying to figure out what the illegal immigrants think about the education system when school systems are and cities and police forces are being governed by the leftist interest groups headed by the apathy and the indifference, is it not, of none other than Joe Biden. I mean, can you? Can you get your head around that? Jason Riley. You know, I'm a fan of Jason Riley. I'm a fan of Victor Davis Hanson. Thomas Sowell. They can think. I don't see any thinkers in government. Jason Riley says that what we basically have and it's killing the blacks is a war on meritocracy. We've talked about this. And in Florida, DeSantis has caught grief about this. Riley says DeSantis has taken lumps or just a couple of sentences and a 200-page black history curriculum. And meanwhile, only 39% of Miami-Dade County fourth graders are proficient in reading. By eighth grade, the number drops to 31%, and math scores are just as bad. In 2022, the average reading score for black fourth graders in New York on the National Assessment of Educational Progress trailed that of white fourth graders by 29 points. I guess this is 
restorative justice. What you do is bring down the whites. You don't bring up the blacks. And that's what Riley concludes, that the progressive left's response is to wage war on meritocracy. We talked last week about the two black teachers and Bushnell who got in trouble for telling the little black chillin', you need to shape up. The war on meritocracy de-emphasizes gifted and talented middle school programs, high school entrance exams, and the use of the SAT in college admissions. You know, Riley notes also that by de-emphasizing meritocracy, The downstream effects of this have gotten worse. Medical students in all 50 states must pass a licensure exam before they can practice. The exam has three parts, and step one is administered at the end of the second year of medical school, and it measures their grasp of basic science topics anatomy, biology, biochemistry, pharmacology, and it's very predictive of how they'll do in medical school. Three years ago, representatives of the nation's leading medical groups voted to scrap numerical scores on these exams and go to a simple pass-fail. Why? You know the answer, students. Social justice activism. Social justice activism. Medical schools have been pressured to relax admission standards for diversity purposes, which has led to a relaxation of grading standards and licensure requirements. I got to tell you, that's scary stuff. So what got me thinking about all that? The escaped killer, whom they can't find, who apparently has a sympathetic illegal immigrant network, who suggests or infers a larger issue that we don't have a clue, an ID, as we say in Georgia, how many more there are like it? Where they are? What they're doing here? Whether or not they'll show up in the public school system? 
And for what reason? For what reason? It doesn't make any sense. Unless you see something I don't see, that's why I share it with my students. I don't quite get it. Why would a nation want to do this to itself? We just went through 9-11 yesterday. The president didn't even show up at the site. I leave it with you as we go into our bottom of the hour weather break to contemplate this. And when we come back, I have another part of this story, which bewilders me just as much, maybe even more. Be right back on the Ward Scott Files with Ward's Weather. Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. Attention all Gator fans, Meldon Law is giving away a chance to experience the Florida Georgia game like never before. Two nights stay at the Hilton on the River, dinner at Ruth Chris Steakhouse, two premium tickets to the game, and a football signed by Coach Billy Napier, and much more. Go to the Meldon Law Facebook page and look for the VIP experience for two. Good luck and go Gators! Uh, the weather is, of course, 70 degrees to 90 today in the piney woods of north-central Florida. A little scattered rain here and there. Or right towards the tail end, I'm told, I don't trust this, of the hurricane season. But uh, that doesn't necessarily mean we are. Because we know we don't control nature. Um, I'm looking to see how we're doing here. And we're getting anybody connected back up. Um Okay, about to get a new link here. And we'll see what we got. Yeah, Michael Lucas, something weird happened during the break. Uh, the internet went down, Michael. And I'm watching to see uh, anybody else coming back home besides Michael. Anyway, we're doing the weather right now. And uh, we're kind of seeing how many people come back as to whether or not I want to give you the meat of the second half of the show, which is uh, pretty interesting. We don't do it today. Well, tomorrow we'll have Ted, and we'll, and we'll do this part of the show Thursday. Uh, and you'll get it one way or the other. You'll get it, students. It's going to be a soggy northeast part of the uh, country. Uh, it rained yesterday on Monday night football, and we'll uh, – See how we do with that. 
today. Um, there's a volcano in Hawaii that's erupted after months of being quiet. And um, meanwhile, we're mapping Mars. Um, maybe eventually we can ship the Gainesville City Commission to Mars. After all, they came from there once upon a time. And hey, might they feel more comfortable in Mars where they can try all their progressive left programs and their government start all over again, make it an ideal utopia, progressive left utopia. Watching to see if anybody comes back on. We were talking about, of course, uh, the influence of the escaped convict on your teacher's mind and how your teacher began to realize that perhaps this fellow has been able to elude the lawful world because of all the unlawful people he has some relationship with, apparently, who are the illegal immigrants. Um, that's going to be a most interesting story when it's all put together. We have posted here on the chat line uh, that the producer's internet went out during the break. It happened during the break, technical difficulties, and uh, we are about 15 minutes away from the end of this show if um, we uh, choose to go on. I will say that um, I'll, I'll put maybe the big uh, part of the show on Thursday, and that this has to do, of course, with the relentless pursuit of justice in this nation, which is, of course, has a double standard. It's very clear that it has a double standard. Um, the January 6th riot is only the tip of the iceberg. What it looks as if to people, including the mother, whom I feel sorry for, of the Proud Boys leader, alleged leader, who just got sentenced to 22 years. His mother says, they're from the Cuban world. Um, don't you think this is a, a little elaborate? A little excessive? I mean, come on. Well, what are they trying to do with this? They're trying to stomp out, make sure that those 76 million voters for Trump, the deplorables, don't ever get in power or anything that supports them or anything that could possibly enhance the possibility of that happening. That's clearly the purpose behind it. So the January 6th riot is only the tip of the iceberg. And what I think I'll do, maybe production, this last 10 minutes, what I'm about to show you, we'll play it today, and we'll probably end the show with it. And I'll play it again Thursday. I was rummaging around in the Ward Scott Files archives. And I came across this. And I thought, my, how nothing's changed, hence the title of today's show. 
the changing same. Nothing's changed. About five or six years ago, Judge Janine Peraro came to the Black Tie Blue Jean to be the guest speaker. And I interviewed her. This interview, I think we can get in. It's about 10 minutes long. And we'll run it during the last part of the show. And I'll probably run it again Thursday since we had an interrupted schedule. Can we do that, production? I think we got a caller on the line, Sue, so we're going to break and talk to her. Uh, Judge Deneen uh, Pirro, I believe, right? Oh, my gosh. Good morning, Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome to the Ward Scott Files. Good morning. How are you? Well, we're broadcasting here from the Man Cave. This is the Warthog Man Cave. Just wanted you to know about this setting we have here, Judge. It's we We're safe here from the snowflakes. We're not going to have anybody come in here and tell us we're not sensitive and we're full of hate. We have... <laughs> <laughs> so, so... Well, I'll tell you what, I'm really interested in what you got to say tomorrow night at the keynote speaker. You're really welcome here. I'm going to hope you have a wonderful time here. We are basically here in Gainesville. It's a blue place. We're surrounded with red. So you're going to see a lot of red that normally doesn't stick its head up around here because we have a liberal press. Uh, we have all sorts of uh, people here from the academic community who are sponsors of the fake news. But here on the Ward Scott Files, we try to keep it uh, coming tr- as much as we can. That's why we love to hear from people like you. I don't want to be uh, belabor your excellent past because I know you have got a stellar uh, reputation, in domestic abuse and elderly. I want to cut to the chase. It's on the minds of our listeners. And, Judge, what I get confronted with all the time is, are we going to get and bring to justice Hillary Clinton? Well, you know, I, I, I must tell you that uh, you know, as a prosecutor, a judge, and a DA in my other life for more than three decades, it really stuns me that the Department of Justice has done uh, nothing regarding Hillary Clinton females. And then we find out about the foundation. Then we find out about the Uranium One and the sale of our uranium to Russia that wasn't supposed to leave the country, that has left the country, and the pay-to-play where the Clintons got $150 million into their so-called charity, which is everything but a charity. And, uh, you know, Big Bill there gets uh, 500 grand for a 20-minute speech in, in Russia. So what we've got to do is, you know, put the pressure on to make sure that Hillary Clinton is accountable. And you know the amazing thing? The amazing thing is the more she gets away with, the more that comes out. I mean, you look at Donna Brazil's book, and I don't mean to promote it, but I'll tell you, everything she says in that book makes perfect sense in terms of what has happened. We've got the Democrats who created a narrative of Russian collusion, and it turns out that they paid for that narrative. They created it, they bought it, paid for it, and they're trying to uh, uh, muddy our president with something that doesn't exist that they created. And, you know, it is time for, you know, fair-minded Americans to come together and understand what the facts are, what the truth is, and what needs to be done to get America back on track. Because, honestly, what Barack Obama did to this country in the last eight years, it's going to take a very stern right turn to get it righted again. And I look forward to being in your neck of the woods tomorrow. Well, we're looking. Uh, and uh, I, I am so excited about talking to people and answering your questions down there. 
Well, Judge, we're certainly looking forward to seeing you. I have been concerned here on the Ward Scott Files. We've had a lot of guests over the time, some from the justice world, uh, who are very concerned about prosecutorial misconduct. Uh, we know that Comey played softball with uh, the Clinton investigation. She's been permitted to destroy evidence. She said she didn't mean to do it when intent wasn't even part of the criminal part of the law. Uh, we know that uh, right. Comey leaked notes. Uh, what are we going to do about this prosecutorial and uh, these liberal judges who keep uh, reading ideology into what should be an objective analysis of the statute? Well, you know, when you talk about Jim Comey, and, and I'll talk about this tomorrow, I, I worked with him. When I was a sitting uh, elected district attorney, he was the United States attorney in the building next door in White Plains, New York. And, uh, you know, he comes across as, you know, a very honorable, decent guy. But every word that came out of his mouth almost when he made that announcement on July 5th or whatever it was, that Hillary, you know, no reasonable prosecutor would ever consider prosecuting her, I knew the man was lying through his teeth. And it was very sad, to be honest with you, because uh, everyone knows that this is the kind of evidence uh, that, that you can prove beyond a reasonable doubt of her wrongdoing. And finally, uh, his decision to cover for Loretta Lynch and his decision that he was the one who would announce what the Justice Department was about to do is so out of what his job was that he crossed lanes in order to protect Hillary Clinton. And the bottom line is that Jim Comey needs to be the target of an active criminal investigation he needs to be someone who uh, is looked at in terms of his uh, uh, drafting and exoneration. I mean, when you write that the person cannot be prosecuted before you interview 17 witnesses and the target herself, you've got an agenda and you need to be uh, made accountable for that agenda. And unfortunately, America is suffering in the ripple effect of that corruption and that wrongdoing. The Clintons are nothing more than a dark stain on this country's history. And it's time that the Department of Justice took its job seriously and started prosecuting criminal wrongdoers. Well, Judge, I agree with you completely. Let me ask you about this. Do you think the Nunez, Nunez, Nunez's Intelligence Committee has any chance of getting to the bottom of everything? Because it's our opinion that that is the real investigative arm that should be doing this. It should be done in Congress. It doesn't, we don't need a special prosecutor. Well, you know what? It can be done in Congress, but they don't have the right to indict. Congress does not have access to the grand jury. We need a special counsel to be able to identify wrongdoing on the part of Hillary Clinton, Uranium One, the Clinton Foundation, the emails, national security. Uh, and it, because if the Justice Department isn't going to do it, more than what, what, what other choice do we have other than a special counsel to go after the Clintons? And, and Bob Mueller going after the uh, uh, Donald Trump is like putting the fox in charge of the hen house. And I'll talk about all this uh, in, when I'm uh, down there in Florida on Thursday and, and what I want to do tomorrow. What I want to do is I want to explain it to the people there so that they understand it, so they're armed and they have all the facts. Because what is happening in this country, is, is it cannot be tolerated. But Americans are better than this. We are not a third world country where money, power, corruption, 
uh, control uh, the United States of America. Our founding fathers are spinning in their graves right now. We couldn't agree more. Are we going to get anything? Uh, another question coming in is, are we going to get anything out of Jeff Sessions? Well, you know, I have no idea whether we're going to get anything out of Jeff Sessions, but the weekend, that Friday, when his Department of Justice came out and said, uh, we're not going to prosecute Lois Lerner, the woman who was the, the key person in the targeting of conservative groups and 501c3s, and this woman in the IRS who gets off scot-free by our law and order administration is a signal that we're in big, big trouble. And right now, we've got Hillary Clinton and her 501c3 foundation that's a pay-to-play taking money from foreign governments. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, it turns out that, that, that Hillary Clinton's uh, 501c3 should not have been, uh, uh, you know, approved. And yet ordinary, hardworking Americans get theirs uh, shut down or they're targeted. It's a real problem. Well, it certainly appears to us as a double standard. We feel that the country really is at stake here uh, as to whether we're going to turn a constitutional rule, whether we're going to um, get a judges in. I'd like to have your comments, if you please, ma'am, on the federal appointments that Trump can make, will make, and whether or not he'll get them made. Well, you know, we're hoping that something can be accomplished, uh, and I'll make it clear tomorrow as to the number of Democrats uh, that that were approved under Barack Obama to the federal uh, uh, bench and how we're being held up right now by the likes of Chuck Schumer and the rest of them. But uh, there is a problem. There is a problem that has to be worked out. The Democratic Party right now is nothing more than the party of obstruction, and they're doing everything they can to make uh, this president not succeed in his agenda. And we need the American people to support him and to recognize that these, you know, liberals and, and liars uh, are, are shut down in their effort to shut down America. We've got so, one more category conversation that comes, uh, that comes up, Judge. Uh, and that is the lack of uh, campus free speech, the re uh, free speech restrictions on well, campuses. we'll talk about that tomorrow night. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, the, the shutdown by the Antifa and the First Amendment rights and the irony of the free speech uh, that was, you know, had its genesis on Berkeley campus, not, not uh, shutting down the free speech rights of those on the right. So I look forward to seeing you tomorrow, and uh, let's hope that uh, you are going to be there. Oh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to make myself available to say hello to you. Uh, it's wonderful to Look talk with you. To it. And you're going to have a good time. You're going to have some good southern hospitality. You're going to be out in the country. Uh, we're, the, the setting is wonderful. It uh, truly is an equestrian dirt floor, so wear your boots. and. Uh, that's what I heard. I'll be there with my boots on. <laughs> and you'll have a great time. We'll see you tomorrow, Judge Thank Janine. You. Thanks for calling Thank and you. thanks for being on the Ward Scott Files show. All right, all right. We played that today, even though we had an Internet interruption today. I don't really have time to talk about it with you. you can, I think you can see why I played it and why I found it fascinating. And uh, I'll play it again uh, probably Thursday and talk a little bit more about what I see in it and what it has to do with what I'm thinking about. So have a great day. We did have a uh, uncontrollable situation today. We do have them from time to time. And uh, we will, of course, put this out on the web. 
and it will be uh, wardscottfiles.com. You won't know it ever happened. So thanks so much for staying with us, and we'll see you tomorrow with Ted Yo. Warthog Command Center out.